1: Today on Ring of Truth
2: with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Here what God is saying is Israel's success and great prosperity as a nation came from the Lord, not from themselves. Their success and prosperity came from the Lord. Now they despise the Lord, and now they despise His word, and they have cast Him off. And this led to the destruction of the nation.
2: When you look at your nation today, do you feel like it has fallen into the same trap as nations before? You're not far off from the truth. Today, Pastor Dan mentions that when a nation falls away from appreciating and following God and His Word, there's sure to be a downfall. It happened time and time again. So history tends to repeat itself. Today you'll hear about how God's own people were judged because they followed after the world and the ungodly things that other nations sought after to their demise. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Amos chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Here we are told of the occasion when the Moabites burned the bones of the Edomite king to lime. That means the Moabites burned the bones of the Edomite king to ash, to then use the ash as an ingredient in the making of plaster to plaster their walls. So uh, the Moabites were not satisfied with the death of the Edomite king. They dug up his bones to desecrate them in this way, sending a clear message to the Edomites of how little they value the people of of Edom as human beings. That they burn the bones and use the ash to make plaster, to plaster the walls of their palaces. And and again, we see this with, with all of them. God judges them for devaluing human life. It's been the case with every example so far. Just this devaluing of human life, desecrating a human body that is made in the image of God. So the punishment, verse 2, but I will send a fire upon Moab and it shall devour the palaces of Kerioth. Moab shall die with tumult, with shouting and trumpet sound. I will cut off the judge from its midst and slay all its princes with him, says the Lord. Now, before we go on into verse four, I want you to please note with me, these are all pagan nations. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Yahweh. They don't believe in the Lord. They don't believe the Bible. They have their own gods. They have their own belief system. They have their own morals. They have their own worldview. World but that doesn't matter. They're still judged by the Lord. And they are still judged by God's standard, the Bible. That's true for every individual. It does not matter what a person may believe, what religious faith they may have. They may be a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist or an atheist. Uh, Even if they don't believe in Jesus Christ or they don't believe the Bible. Even if they have a different holy book. And they have a different worldview. It doesn't matter. God will still be their judge. And God will use the standard of the Bible for that judgment. Whether they believe it or not. A person can say, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. A person can say, well, I don't believe the Bible. It doesn't matter. That still will be God's standard and basis of his judgment. For all people. Now verse 4. Thus says the Lord for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not turn away its punishment because they have despised the law of the Lord and have not kept his commandments. Their lies lead them astray lies, which their fathers followed again here. You know, the, the attitude of Israel might be, well, all those pagan nations, They deserve God's judgment for for the way that they treated us and the way that they abused us and the atrocities they committed against us throughout the years. They had it coming to them. They deserve it. But now God declares judgment on Judah, the southern kingdom. These are fellow Jews. These are God's chosen people. So Judah may come as a surprise to Israel. You know, I'm tracking with you all along. Yes, you should judge that nation. Yes, you should judge that. Yes, that, they deserve it. Yes, yeah. Judah. Wait a minute. Judah, you're going to judge Judah? Our brothers to the south? Judah and Israel acted like those who do not know God. And so they would be treated the same as those who do not know God. You know, I think this illustrates the concept or principle of sowing and reaping. Galatians chapter six, verse seven says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he also reaps. For he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. God says, don't be deceived. Don't deceive yourself. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Judah and Israel both sowed ungodliness and so they reaped the same as the ungodly nations Judah's sin was that they despised the law of the lord please note that they didn't just ignore god's word they despised god's word as a nation they detested god's word and instead look what it says they followed lies they started following things that were lies as a nation and believing lies and trusting in lies and the lies led the nation astray i mean i think this is so uh, applicable to the times that we're living in proverbs 14:34 righteousness exalts a nation rightness with god Rightness with his word. A a nation cannot be righteous and will not be exalted if it despises God's word and God's standards. Psalm 33 verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Psalm 9 verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. All nations that forget God. Are turned into hell. And eventually end. They cease to exist as a nation. This is what happened with Israel and Judah. They were God's people. God gave them the word. He made a covenant with them. And they got to the place where as a nation. They despised God's word. They detested it. And they'd rather follow lies. Things that aren't true. And this is, what, this is what brought down the nation. This is what brought down the nation. Look at verse 5. I will send fire upon Judah, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem. 586 BC, the Babylonians burned Jerusalem and destroyed it. So now, verse 6, we come to... Israel remember Amos is in he's in the northern kingdom of Israel thus says the Lord for three transgressions of Israel and for four I will not turn away its punishment because here's what they do they sell the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals now Israel suffered at the hands of the surrounding nations Because those those surrounding nations, they were so cruel in their treatment of Israel and the things that they did to Israel. But Israel also had disregard for human life. Israel also exploited the vulnerable, just like the nations around them, that they thought they all deserved that judgment. Israel was doing the same thing. They engaged in human trafficking, selling the righteous and the poor into slavery. Look at verse 7. They pant after the dust of the earth, which is on the head of the poor, and pervert the way of the humble. A man and his father go into the same girl to defile my holy name. Uh, they exploited the poor, and they exploited everything they could exploit from the poor. It's a, you know the idea of even the dust on their heads, the dust on the heads of the poor. How can we make money off of that? How can we get that dust out of their hair and turn that into money? And they're squeezing every last penny out of people in this society, exploiting them. Uh, they, They practice perverse sexual immorality. You know, appropriate boundaries of decency were gone in the culture. Look at verse eight. They lie down by every altar on clothes taken in pledge and drink the wine of the condemned in the house of their God. They would they would take a person's jacket in a pledge and keep it, which was forbidden in the law. You would have mercy on the poor. And if all a person has to pledge is their coat, the law says, Give them their coat back so they're not cold. Be merciful. But they kept the coat, and they would use the coat as a blanket to sit on when they went to their pagan shrines to worship their pagan gods, and they drank the wine that they took from the condemned or from the poor in the houses of their God. or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
2: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
1: Verse 9, Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and he was as strong as the oaks, yet I destroyed his fruit above and his fruits beneath. Also, it was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. The Amorites were among the Canaanites and dwelt in the promised land before Israel came into that land. And here what God is saying is Israel's success and great prosperity as a nation came from the Lord, not from themselves. Their success and prosperity came from the Lord. Now they despise the Lord and now they despise his word and they have cast him off. And this led to the destruction of the nation. You know, before God brought Israel into the land, he warned Israel what he would do if they forsake him after they come into the land. And I want to show that to you back in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So if you want to turn back there with me, Deuteronomy 6. So this is, this is just before the children of Israel enter into the promised land after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now they're about to go in. And here's a, here's a caution that the Lord gives them about disobedience once they enter into the land. Deuteronomy 6, beginning in verse 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities, which you did not build, houses full of all good things, which you did not fill, hewn out wells, which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you, For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. So God gives them this warning before He even brings them into the land to not uh, forsake the Lord or forget about the Lord once they're in the land and they're enjoying the prosperity and they're enjoying the goodness and the blessing of the Lord. Don't forget about the Lord. Don't go after these other gods because I'll destroy you. I'll remove you from the land. And that's exactly what they did. So now go back to Amos chapter 2, verse 11. Now watch what happens in verses 11 and 12. God says, I raised up some of your sons as prophets to speak to you on my behalf. That's what a prophet does. And some of your young men... As Nazarites, is it not so? O you children of Israel, says the Lord. But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink. And commanded the prophets saying, do not prophesy. Now, the Nazarites, the Nazarite vow. The Nazarites take a vow of consecration to the Lord. And that vow included abstaining from wine and cutting your hair. And at this point in Israel's history, instead of respecting the Nazarites. So you've got people in your society, people in your, in your nation now. Who are choosing to make a Nazarite vow. And consecrate themselves to the Lord. And instead of respecting the Nazarites for their consecration to the Lord. And their religious devotion. The people of Israel compelled the Nazarites to break their vows. When it, when it, they made them, is, what, is the idea here. They made the Nazarites drink wine. So they've made this vow, they're consecrating themselves, we're going to abstain from wine, and they made the Nazarites drink wine against their will. Why? Because the nation, at this point in their history, as they're about to be judged, the nation did not want people of strong religious conviction. And did not want people of strong religious principle. And this is one reason why God judged Israel. Because they did not want people of strong devotion to God in the society. They did not want prophets proclaiming the truth of God's word in the society. By silencing the prophets and pressuring the Nazarites to break their vows, few examples of devotion to God remained among Israel. And that's how they wanted it. They didn't want people that were devoted to God. They wanted everyone to conform. To societal pressure. Listen, give me your attention. Do not lose your saltiness. Stay salty. Do not give in to the pressure to hide your light. Because our culture and our society does not want you shining your light. Don't give in to that. The culture does not want you to be devoted to Jesus Christ. The culture does not want you to be consecrated to him. The culture says you are free to be religious as long as it conforms to what we want. And as long as you are like everyone else, we don't want anyone taking a stand for Christ. We don't want anyone being principled on on matters. We don't want anyone who is devoted to God above the culture. We don't want you telling us what the Word of God says. We don't want you telling us what we're doing is sin. We don't want you telling us it's wrong. You're free to be religious. Just keep it in church. And when you're here in the workplace or you're here in school, you got to conform to the culture. Don't give in to that. Don't give in to that. Stay salty. Don't lose your saltiness. Don't hide your light under a basket just because there's this pressure from the culture To not stand out for Christ. That's exactly what was happening in Israel. That brought God's judgment upon that nation. Look at verse 13. God says, behold, I am weighed down by you. As a cart full of sheaves is weighed down. The the Lord says, "I'm, I'm, I'm burdened by you. I'm weighed down by you. I think, you know, in the New Testament, it talks about how we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit doesn't get, you know, angry. Holy Spirit gets grieved. Ah, you're grieving me. I'm weighed down. I'm burdened. I'm heartbroken. Because of what you're doing. The Lord says, I'm weighed down. I'm weighed down by you. Now look at verse 14. Therefore, flight shall perish from the swift. Here's what's going to happen. The strong shall not strengthen his power. Nor shall the mighty deliver himself. He shall not stand who handles the bow. The swift of foot shall not escape. Nor shall he who rides a horse deliver himself. The most courageous men of might. Shall flee naked. In that day says the Lord. Neither will. So personal strength is going to fail. Military strength will fail in the nation. Nothing will stop the Lord's judgment against this nation. And this is all the part of that judgment. The most courageous men of might shall flee naked in that day. The courageous men will disappear. From the nation, the mighty men, the strong men, the nation will become weak and feeble and fearful. And that's God's judgment against Israel. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, just being able to begin this book of Amos. And Lord, we thank you for um, the example of Amos. Lord, and what an encouragement he is to us of somebody who was inadequate in so many ways, but you used him in a powerful way. And Lord, we thank you that you use the weak and the inadequate. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your spirit and that we would uh, not lose our saltiness and that we would not hide our light, but that we would let our light shine so people can see our good works and glorify you and we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. He
3: asked me how I know. I say bring sure
2: The prophet Amos brought a word of judgment to the people. This word began with condemning Damascus, Gaza, and others among the neighbors of Israel. When the people heard these words, they may even have cheered along with the righteous judgment of God on people they knew to be pagan, people who did not believe in the one true God. But imagine how the crowds grew silent when Amos got to the part about Judah where he said, For three transgressions of Judah, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they have rejected the law of the Lord. And then even more when he says the same about Israel, adding, They sell the righteous for silver, and the needy for a pair of sandals. It's easy to celebrate justice when it comes down on our enemies, But it takes humility to see our own sin in the same light. God is a God of justice, but He never leaves anyone without an escape. He calls His people to return to Him. You'll want to keep coming back to hear the hope God offers to the people because He makes the same offer to you. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Ring of Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, located in Columbia, Maryland. If you're in the area, join us for Sunday morning services. Find out more at calvaryec.org. And if you can't join us, you can always find our podcast on iTunes for more great biblical messages. We love being with you today. See you next time for another message here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize